You are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager with Jessica Stewart, episode number three. All right, hands up if you have trouble staying calm when dealing with your teenager. For sure, that has been something that I have been dealing with for a long time. And I know when I was able to find a way to feel calm on the inside when dealing with what was going on with my teenager on the outside, it helped our relationship and my parenting so much. So I'm here to help you find your way to calm with your teenager. And stay tuned to hear all of my tips how to do this coming up. Hey there, and welcome to today's episode where I'm going to be talking about acceptance. If you have listened to the previous episodes, uh, this podcast is about finding your calm through kind of these four pillars, which are connection, which we talked about in the last episode, acceptance, uh, L stands for love, so loving yourself, loving your teenager, and then the last one is managing your emotions. So these are the areas to focus on to find your calm and actually use almost as shortcuts to finding your calm. And today's topic is about acceptance and I'm going to break it down into two parts. So this week's episode is going to be talking about acceptance of others and other people. Uh, specifically your teenager, and I'll give an example from my own life, but also just acceptance of life situations. So situations that are outside of our control. And although sometimes the things I talk about may seem very obvious sort of on a intellectual level, yes, like of course that makes sense, really bringing them into our understanding and kind of focusing and exploring them a bit can really help to put these concepts into practice and really something that you can use in everyday life to help. So the, um, the next, and what I said about breaking it down into two parts is next week's episode, I'm going to talk about self-acceptance because I think this is an episode all on its own that we really have to break down and dive deeper into. But certainly it helps to look at how you accept what others do and life situations first before looking at ourselves. So I'm going to start with a quote and I do love quotes, but I also like to really uh, examine them as well and not just accept them all at face value. I think sometimes I find myself looking at quotes in flowery language on um, social media or wherever I read them and you, and you kind of think, yeah, yeah, that that's true. That's true. But then when you sometimes dive deeper into it, I've been able to sort of look back at quotes that are just sayings really that people have said for a long time that we just accept as truth and kind of question them and sort of say, is that really true? Is that really a helpful way to think about things? But this quote, I could say that I've found it to be so profoundly changing or life-changing in my own life. And it's very, very simple, but not easy. So you'll hear me say that a lot. Things, concepts are simple, but not necessarily easy when we put them into practice. So I'll get to it. The quote is, when I argue with reality, I lose, but only 100% of the time. And you may have heard this before. This is from Byron Katie. 
And she has written many books, um, but a profoundly life-changing one for me was Loving What Is. So really, when very simply acceptance, I've looked up the definition, but what I see acceptance really is, ultimately, is saying yes to whatever is happening. Because when it really comes down to it, you don't have... Well, you have a choice in how you think about things, but if something has happened or if something is happening or if people are behaving in a certain way, uh, we often intellectually in our minds kind of say no to it. And saying yes actually is, I believe, a shortcut really to just skipping a whole lot of drama, skipping a whole lot of energy that it takes to argue against the things that are actually happening. So how do we know that we're in a state of not accepting what's happening? There's some pretty um, key clues that we are in a state of not accepting reality or not accepting what somebody else is doing or how they're behaving. And this is something that can really be worked on with our teenagers. I found that acceptance of their behavior, and I am going to talk about the difference between, or why we don't accept things, but um, accepting their behavior and what is actually happening and really just accepting who they are as opposed to who we thought they should be is... Um, a profound shift in how we actually look at them. So getting back to how we know we're in a state of non-acceptance, very simply, if you find yourself saying a lot of shouldn't statements, should or shouldn't, should or shouldn't is a clue about areas where we are definitely not accepting what's happening and this puts us in sort of a circular pattern of thinking. And I didn't think about the circular way of describing it, but I've heard other life coaches talk about circular patterns of thinking that really don't don't get you anywhere. They just kind of keep you stuck. So anytime you find yourself saying um, should, shouldn't statements, really. So statements, for example, like this person shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't behave this way. This shouldn't be happening. So like it shouldn't be raining right now, but it is. So I'm not sure how you're going to change that. Um, Or really when we're talking about ourselves, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And so I want to explore all of this a little bit further. And I'm going to give you a personal example because I find this helps me so much when I hear people talk about their own stories and kind of how to apply this in real reality. So my story I'm going to share with you is I have two uh, two sons actually. So I'm going to touch on how um, how this has played out for me with both of them. But my older son, um, right now he's 21, but this happened many years ago. And I'll also give you the background that I'm a respiratory therapist. So my whole day job is really about promoting 
lung health, you know, um, a lot of the people I work with in the community are people who have uh, smoked throughout most of their lives and require oxygen now because of that. And I, at this time in my life, I was actually creating a vo um, an anti-vaping presentation. So this is for to present at schools. So you know, vaping is one of those things that we parents face as a new thing, one of those new things that we have to deal with that maybe our parents never had to deal with, depending on how old you are. But I was preparing a kind of a vaping education presentation to deliver. And so one day though, I was home and I went downstairs and I found that my son had a whole bunch of vaping paraphernalia. And I just lost my mind. Like, I can't believe this. This shouldn't be happening. I'm a respiratory therapist. This is my whole thing that I talk about. This, this shouldn't be happening. Like I was totally in this state of he shouldn't have done this. And how could he do this? And what does it mean about me and my parenting and all of this? So I had a huge trigger rage reaction and I'm not even going to say that it was wrong for me to have that reaction. Cause when I talk about having rage and any feeling that you have, I really am for actually feeling the feeling. So the point of the story is not really, um, my reaction to it, which I will delve into, um, in a later podcast when talking about rage, but that's also kind of showing you acceptance of feeling how you're feeling. Um, but what the point of the story is, is that when I was in that state of being like, this shouldn't have happened, he shouldn't have done this. Um, and even at this point, like I shouldn't be feeling this way anywhere, anywhere where I said I shouldn't, he shouldn't, was just arguing with reality. It happened. And I didn't know the whole story. I didn't know where he was at. But at that moment, there there was a bag of vaping paraphernalia. And I had assumed that he was vaping. It had already happened. So for me to stay in not accepting this actual reality was not really helpful for me at that time. It's very helpful to kind of go to the space where you are just saying, okay, this happened and now what? And this takes some practice. So what I will tell you, and like I said in the story, I was not at that point of just accepting reality. Um, and that's okay too. So where I was at was where I was at. And, and I am not in any way saying that, you know, you, you are not going to be in this non-acceptance ever. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, um, if you practice acceptance of everyday things that are happening, then you will find that in more, uh, serious circumstances maybe, or more challenging circumstances, you are able to skip a lot of the, the drama and, and kind of even gain time and energy in the fact that you're not actually arguing against the reality of things, because it does take a lot of energy to argue against the actual things that are happening in the world. So, and, and with your, with your teenagers. So 
I'm going to talk about my younger son now because again, I like to be real about what happens with teenagers. And so we were um, just coming home from a gathering around the corner at my sister-in-law's house, came around the corner. My younger son was sitting at the back of his car, smoking a joint. And for me, um, like I'm not here to judge who smokes marijuana and who doesn't. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not judging anybody out there. I'm just saying that for me, I was believing how horrible marijuana was. I was going to the, you know, furthest extreme of, of all of this. And it, this kind of a discovery would have before led me to a very triggering response. But in this case, I was able to get myself to a place of like, okay, this is happening. And instead of going to, this shouldn't be happening. What did I do wrong? Why, where is my parenting? Like what's wrong with my kid who, you know, all the extra stuff that's around it, all the thoughts that we have around the actual facts of the circum of what's going on is what leads to the extra reactions and things and the arguing against reality that, um, that can come along with it. So it really bypassed a whole level of rage and reaction that I would have had before. So it literally, and I'm talking literally saved me time and energy and a whole bunch of yelling that I would have done before. Now, you may say if you're believing that, you know, smoking marijuana is, it's a drug and it's bad, just say no to drugs, like all this kind of stuff. But it it also doesn't change the fact that that's what was actually happening. He was smoking a joint in front of me. And then the quicker I could get to okay, this is happening. Now what? That was just, that would get me to a better place of being able to respond to the situation in the way that I choose to respond to it. And then also leading me to not have to make a ton of, um, kind of backtracking later. Like if you're in that fear response and, and all the energy that brings up about this shouldn't be happening, then you end up reacting in ways that you probably don't want to be reacting because you're in more of a, a fear, non-acceptance, kind of raging circular response that leaves you stuck with nothing that, you, that you're able to do. Okay. So as far as the, I, the decision about, you know, the actions I take about what I do about this going forward, what are the punishments, what are, you know, what are the talks that I have with them? What are the resources that I go to with this? I will not get into that so much because you have the choice about what you are, how you're going to deal with these things. And you have to trust your own instinct in terms of how you respond to these situations. So I'm not going to tell you, you know, exactly what you should do or what your kids should or shouldn't be doing. But the fact of the matter is, is that that was happening. And then I, the quicker I get to accept it, the quicker I can respond in a certain way. Okay. So why do we find it so hard to accept reality? Um, I have a few theories. So that I've just, you know, discovered or reflected upon in my own parenting journey in my own life journey, really, because we just go through all sorts of uh, challenges with accepting reality. And what I believe is that 
I think we think if we accept reality, then we often have to face difficult emotions that we don't like to face. So it somehow feels easier to stay in the anger and the resistance in the moment because that feels more like we're doing something. And action, taking action sort of in whatever way feels more, I guess, right to us than not taking action. So if something happens that we are really opposed to, then we believe that the best response is to take action, to lash out, to do something in, uh, in response to that. And when we're doing that from a place of non-acceptance of the situation and from a place of anger and from a place of this shouldn't be happening, then our action ends up coming from that place of those anger, rage sort of responses. And it's never really in a constructive fashion. So the other thing, the other reason I believe we don't accept reality is that we believe that accepting something is the same thing as saying it's okay with us. And that just isn't the case. So acceptance, like I said before, simply means saying, yes, this is happening. And so by going to acceptance sooner then we can get to the now what of the situation. So once you say, yes, this is happening we have so much more choice. And when we're in a state of acceptance, then our emotional sort of reactions and responses to that are neutralized in a way. And we can sort of get back, get to calm sooner in our brain and then actually take more um, focused and targeted action in the way that we want to and not out of that fear and anger response. So we also, I believe, think that acceptance means we won't take action or we will give up on ourselves or others, but quite to the contrary. So the sooner we accept ourselves or whatever is happening, the quicker we can get to the feelings that we need to feel and the actions we need to take that are often so much more productive and feel so much better. So that kind of ties into the last statement that I said. So I'm just kind of reiterating that. Now, I'm going to leave you with some questions you can ask um, and sort of work on with regards to acceptance. So this is often when working on these things, it's often best or easier to start with how we relate to others first before we relate to ourselves. Now, I know sometimes I, I always I come back to thinking of yourself first and looking at your own feelings, but we will get to that in next week's session. So think of a situation, either a person behaving in a certain way or something outside of yourself. So somebody's behaved in a certain way, or even you can think about the weather, or you can think of a news event that's happened, that's factual. And um, that just something that you're not accepting right now. So something in the world that you're saying about it, that it shouldn't be happening. This, this should not be happening. And... Um, then ask yourself sort of the, the following questions. So if I accept this, then what will I need to feel? So if you accept something that's happened, so you can think of like a tragedy that's happened in the world. If you accept that, that it has happened instead of sitting in, this shouldn't have happened. What you, what will you need to feel? So when you're in the space of this shouldn't have happened, you're in resistance, you're in anger. But if you actually go to accept that this has happened, 
then you probably need to go to a place of sadness, grief, sorrow, um, sort of helplessness. And are you willing to feel that? And maybe you're not. And that's okay too. So even when you are not in acceptance, that doesn't, that's not better necessarily than being in acceptance. Um, and cause sometimes you need to be in a state of non-acceptance for a certain amount of time, but just understand that that's where you're at. Even if you say to yourself, I'm not accepting this right now because I'm so angry, that's okay too. And just know that you're there and know that you can choose to go to a state of acceptance and then what that will mean in terms of what you will need to feel. And feeling sadness and grief are places that we don't often like to go, but we also have to understand that they're places that it's kind of necessary to go to move through these feelings and to sort of get to, um, get to a place of kind of processing all these things that happen in our lives. And so the next question kind of builds on that. Why am I choosing not to accept this right now? I think I've already sort of answered that question. And usually the answer to that is that you don't want to feel what you would need to feel if you were to accept the situation. Now, another kind of more positive thing to look at is another question that might spur you towards acceptance is how will accepting this save me time? And for me, realizing that acceptance saves time and saves energy has been a way that gets me to acceptance sooner. And I believe that when you're looking at ways to kind of hack, for lack of a better word, into a new way of thinking or believing, we kind of have to find a place like, what what's the point of all this? Like if I looked back and if I look back and kind of do this self-reflection, we, we kind of think, what's in it for me? Like how does this actually help me in real practical terms? But literally in real practical terms, uh, accepting situation will save you time and will save you energy. And who doesn't need more of that? Okay. I'm going to leave you with that question. And next week we are going to look at self-acceptance and dive further into this because self-acceptance is also such an important step in this kind of four step process. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to you joining me for next week's episode.